amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is for laughing at how we say 33. And you can't even say Siobhan. For ruining words like banter. And for not caring as much about Ireland versus England as we do. But every year we get one chance. Our horses winning big on your turf. Paddy Power, proud supporters of the Irish takeover at Cheltenham, March 15th to 18th. The Irish are coming. 18 plus, play safe. Visit gamblingcare.ie. Welcome to My Take on It with your angelic karma. If you are interested in sharing your story in a future broadcast, send an email to yourangelicstories at gmail.com. Here she is, folks, your host, the one, the only, the also beautiful, your angelic karma. Tardes, hoy es todo día jueves 5 de agosto. Today it is still Thursday, August 5th, and we're going to turn the, the conversation towards it's a little bit more light energy, a little bit fun. I talked a lot in the past about culture and Southern culture. You all know that I'm from the South, I'm Southern, and I talked about the distinct culture of the South. I am most definitely a proud southerner and i talked about that distinct culture most definitely it there is a difference there's a slight difference in all southern states the differences are the dialect most definitely and the food that the state is known for and almost definitely the history of that state but there could be a shared history amongst all the states but the food is different based on the people in the region the, the music is different. The history is a little bit different. Everybody in every southern state speaks a dialect. I'm from Georgia, not Atlanta. Whenever I say I'm from Georgia, people are like, Atlanta? No, mm-mm. Not even close to Atlanta. It's like small town in Georgia like that. Nothing city about it. I love my small town, you know, and it kind of brings me peace every time I go visit that it hasn't changed or shifted yet, but I can see I see some changes that will most definitely do the town well as it relates to not quite modernizing it, but keeping it like kind of country. Keeping it country, but adding a little bit more flavor into it. I talked about this after I visited a few months ago, like with with more little, a little modernized antique shops. A little bit more modernized cafes. And they are doing that with the cafes. Most definitely me and my sister. Me and my sisters found a hot spot. One recommended. 
a new restaurant that I love the atmosphere of the restaurant, the outside of the restaurant was definitely positive. And one thing about small towns, you're not going to go out anywhere and not meet somebody that you went to school with. My sister in the restaurant, she was like, I think I went to school with that guy. I think I know him. And they were like looking at each other. And then when he was leaving the restaurant, they started talking. They most definitely were classmates and they had like a 45 minute conversation and he was talking and they were talking about old times in school and all. That's what is common in small town Georgia. And Atlanta is going to be kind Atlanta making Augusta, Savannah. It's going to be, unless you stay, unless you grew up in like a specific area and people have not left the area, it's going to be kind of hard to run into someone that you went to school with in, in the major cities in Georgia. But in small town Georgia, like where I'm from, it's going to be, you're going to be hard pressed not to run into someone you went to school with like that. So that's the way that it is in Georgia. A lot of culture, a lot of dialect. Everybody speaks dialect. And, and, and understand one another like that. But for us, I guess because we, we have African-American heritage. My father's African-American. The dialect is different there. Now, but then there is a normal English where everybody, no matter where you go, understands you, though you may have like a slight accent, like that people know you're from the South. I've spoken to people from other countries because I have friends in other countries. They were able to tell that I was from the South. <laughs> They're like, you sound like you're from the South. One of me didn't even hit it on the nail, like, you sound like you're from Georgia, like that. So, so it's like, so we know the typical English that everybody knows in the United States. So we could talk to anybody like that. But then we'll have a family-like dialect that we speak with family. Then we have a Southern dialect that all Southerners know and all Southerners speak. And for some reason, every time I hit the Georgia city limits, and most definitely speaking to family, most definitely speaking to anybody in Georgia that you come across, it just naturally falls in the dialect because that is the easiest way to speak like that. Now, so la pregunta is, lo que hace una bella de su now, is the question in English, what makes a Southern belle or a Southern gentleman? And it was very interesting what these people had to say. Now, most definitely. So somebody answered, and, and they state that, they go by the initials A, and they, they state that I'm an American Southerner. And we all, one thing that makes a Southern belle or a Southern gentleman is we call ourselves Southern. Like I'm, how I state I'm Southern. And we put Southern before the race. Like some people say, well, I'm black or whatever. I'm Hispanic. I'm white. We, I'm Southern like that. Cause there's a Southern culture. Like I'm Southern like that. So is there, you, you might be white. Maybe you might be black. Maybe. You might be, but guess what you really are? You're a Southern, like that, most definitely. If you were born, bred in a Southern state, like that, most definitely. And if you had Southern parents, you're 100% Southern, like that. So now, so, so this person answers, it's a description of a certain kind of Southerner who through their dress, behavior, accent, evokes some quaint, nostalgic memories of an idealized antebellum South. Racism allowed within a definition, but not necessarily implied, this person state. How wrong they are like that. So 
The five underappreciated Southern humorists Florence King wrote about these sorts of folks quite a bit prior to her death last year. She was a piece of the old South herself. She saw her fair share of Southern bells when she was writing the social column of a North Carolina newspaper. The stories from those days informed several of her books, including most notably Southern Ladies and Gentlemen. This book could be the definitive answer to your question, but I don't have it handy. In the absence of her authoritative discussion of the same, I do my best to fill in the gaps from my own experience. All of the following contribute to the stereotype. Now, number one, she states, straw hats. Well, I, I've only seen one guy, I was involved with him romantically, that wore a straw hat and he wore it to work. And then my ex-husband, which was from Mexico, not born and raised in the United States, did not grow up here, came here when he was a man, he would wear a straw hat when he was working, like that. So I don't think straw hats are are really connected to the South. Now, a big brim hat, maybe, but that was not common with me growing up in the South, and I'm 48 to see that, and I'm from a small town in Georgia, like that. So, doesn't mean it's not there, but it means I've never seen that. Only twice in my life, and it was men that were wearing it. Now, so, this person also states, pronouncing ham, H-A-M, as a two-syllable verb, ham. Okay, now, number three, in-depth knowledge of biscuity, biscuitry, like making homemade biscuits. Maybe, yeah, because our parents taught us how to cook. We know how to cook like that. Now, strict rules about wearing white after Labor Day, most definitely that me and my mother were fashion shopping buddies. I told you all about that a lot. She's not from the South. She's from Florida. So is, but we were shopping buddies so that, that, that wearing the white after Labor Day and also wearing black to weddings, et cetera. So there were strict rules about that. The next one, they inherited property, linens, china, cookware, and jewels. That could be true, most definitely. The next one, white seersucker suits. I've never seen anybody wear a white suit. The only time that I, I've never seen anybody wear a white suit in Georgia, any of the men. Now, shoes, purse, belt, all match. Most definitely when I was growing up that my mother, I told you all when I would go shopping by myself and without her and she would be like, remember to get the shoes in, the shoes in the purse to match. I added the belt to match myself, but this was back in the day when I was in my 20s like that. I didn't know how to dress, I guess, like that. Now, the next one, none wrote it. The next one, often seen in a proximity to an ancient live oak tree hung with Spanish moss. Now, the next one, unfailing politeness, occasionally tempered with rapid fire cursing and or contempt for lower social classes. I'm not going to answer that. Now, the next one, any use of, well, I never, or similar terms. I don't say, well, I never. I will say a lot. My goodness, like that. Now, impeccable grooming and tailoring, this person states. Handwritten thank you notes. 
conservatism of lifestyle issues, extreme contempt for carpet baggers, carpet baggers, and Yankees, which may include any northerner who happens to wander onto the wrong side of the Mason-Dixon line, or anyone fool enough to drink unsweet tea. That tea thing is true. Southerners, let me tell you something. When when I was growing up and well into young adulthood, my mother would always say, you always keep a pitcher of tea in your refrigerator and a pitcher of water and a pitcher of lemonade. I don't like sweet tea. When I was growing up, I drank tea, but I would drink hot tea like that. But that tea thing is most definitely true. Now, that's in case people come over, you, you have something to give them like that. Now, the next ones they state, iced tea, sweet on verandas. Well, me and my mother, we would sit in the front yard most definitely, but eating oranges. Like that, that my brothers would be bringing us or bringing me like that. So shotguns on verandas, most definitely. My grandmother, which is African-American, my father's mother, she had a shotgun and an axe behind her back door and yeah, behind her back door. Now, so white columns on verandas, most definitely depending on what type of style you have. I love houses with columns, most definitely. I like columns inside of the house also. Now, regional jingoism on the topic of barbecue, chicken, bog, etc. Now, the next one, ladies don't sweat, they glow, or at, or at most, they perspire. Well, they become dewy. Sweat, yeah, but we will say, well, you know, it's hot, like that, yeah. And, and when women do, from the South, do sweat, they, they kind of let everybody know about it. They'll be like joking, I was sweating like, I was sweating bullets. They'll say things like that, like that. It's so hot outside, I was sweating bullets. And, and another thing is, I don't know if this is on the list, because this is my first, I'm just now reading the list, is those paper fans that you use in church. We would be in the front yard with those. Everybody had a paper fan, or you would go to somebody's house, and if you were going to sit on their porch with them, they would most definitely give you a paper fan or have a paper church fan for you to use. Now, the next one, nobody dies. They enter eternal rest or go home to Jesus. That's correct. Now, it's not a wardrobe. It's a chiffrobe. It's not a trash can. It's a waste paper basket. It's not a toilet, y'all. It's a commode. Men are highly differential to women. Shivery. Yeah, Southern men are shiverous. Now, of course, not all. It depends on this, the, the, the social status class of the person you are interacting with. Like that. Now, membership in several groups segregated based on gender. Ladies, auxiliaries, men's hunting clubs. Exactly. Referring to the American Civil War as the unpleasantness, is it in quotation marks, does not regard, regard Florida as a part of the South because it's not. And I talked about that in a podcast before. Miami is not a part of the South. Those people are not Southerners. They're just located on the map in the South. My mother's from Florida. Now, own several long-eared yellow hunting hounds and a fluffy white lap dogs and a pugs and show dogs. Most definitely, I knew a lot of hunters 
and dated a couple when I was living in the South, and they all had those floppy ears, hunting dogs like that. I don't know what you, hound dogs. I don't know what you call them, but they were cute. Now the next one: Magnolia print wallpaper in the bathroom, guest soaps and guest linen towels in the downstairs bathroom with monograms. Weddings include a groom cake, a groom's cake. Men are strong, women are fragile, and prone to fainting, particularly when surprised. Most definitely. A hole in our chest as we're about to faint if somebody's telling us something surprising. Or that we find kind of like, that takes us aback. And you're like, my goodness, I do that a lot. And hope put your hand on your chest like that. Or, or, or goodness, for short, is what I would usually say. So, a uh, goodness gracious, it depends on who I'm speaking to. Or uh, what catches me off guard like that. Now, pearl clutching is a literal and common phenomenon. That's the pearl clutching. It's like uh, when I'm touching my chest in case I don't have the pearls on. Like that. Generous gift giving. Yeah, because you want to bring, if you're going to give a gift, you want to bring somebody something significant so that they can remember you by. You want to be thoughtful. It's the really thoughtful gift giving. Participated in a coalition cotillion as a teen, excuse me. Well, when me and my sister were younger, we would be in beauty pageants. Now, that our mother would put us in. Participate in cotillion circuit classes as an adult. The next one, Protestant or very occasionally Jewish, but with an extra strong Southern accent. As it relates to religious, my grandmother on my father's side was Georgia Southern Baptist, like that. Very conservative, very proud, upright woman, like that. Very dignified. The next one, knows a punch recipe by heart and serves it in grandma's pasty crystal pole bunch. My sister. Now, I'm going to talk about her in a minute. Bourbon and everything is the next one, and for every occasion, or absence from, or abstain from drinking entirely. I would drink wine a little bit, but I don't drink it anymore, and I've done it since I was in my 20s, but I don't drink anymore like that, and it's usually scotch and not bourbon. Now, okay, now let's go up with the alcohol. Now, back to the punch recipes. My sister, who was closer to my father's mother than I was, she knows how to make preserves how to grow a garden, because my grandmother would be doing that. We would, we would both have to shell peas and clean fish on the front yard, in the front yard. Like, my grandma has a pond in her yard. We would be shelling peas, cleaning fish. My sister knows about the vegetable planting, because I was more close to my mother. My sister was close to my grandmother. So she, my sister knows how to do a garden and all that, that grow a garden, all that type of stuff, and do preserves. And my sister also knows how to make, make wine. A lot of Southern women know how to make wine. My sister would make something called scuppernon wine. Which is better than her having been making moonshine like that. So that's kind of correct. Those of you that are Southern, how much on the list? What do you check off for yourself? Annette answers this person and said, oops. Don't forget that classic Southern expression, why God bless your soul. Why God bless your soul, most definitely. Now, and somebody asked, Demetrius asked, why don't they regard Florida as a part of the South? Because it's a different culture. There's a lot of culture. Because with Florida, you have a lot of Cubanos. Hint is the IT. IT is Haiti, Cuba. You have a lot of like Spanish ancestry or ancestry like my mother is, like a lot of mixed race ancestry and they bring their own from their culture, from how they were bought up. That's all over the over Florida. So it's kind of a mixture of a different culture. It's not 
completely Southern, like say Georgia or something like that. How they call Texas, Tex-Mex. I live in Texas because we have a lot of the, the Mexican cultures mixed here. So it's Tex-Mex, it's different than Georgia, which is Southern like that. So that's why. Now it, it is Georgia, is it small town Georgia? Is it if influenced the way that Florida is? Yeah, Cubanos from multiple places like that that bring their own unique flavor like that. So, and you're more apt to hear natural, a lot of different languages, a lot of different music like that. In Georgia, is a Southern culture like that. So, now... Jeffrey states, as a Southern California gentleman and a big fan of unsweetened tea, I've upvoted. Let the games begin. Brian answers and states, answers him and says, I don't think anyone considers California to be the South. Anything west of Texas is, for me, is not the South. So that's what he stated. Now, James states, well, we Southern gentlemen avoid associating with the Bells. On the whole, they're, they're a tiresome bunch. James. Now, and that's how the men would talk to try to get a move out of the women. Now, so it's like this. Somebody asks, what is biscuitry? In the U.S., biscuit, and then Brian answers the one that said that he doesn't associate with the bells because they're on the whole, they're a tiresome bunch. He's like, in the U.S., biscuits are fluffy and flaky rather than hard. It's the art of knowing the ins and outs of American biscuits and how to make them from scratch and serve them. Lots of American dishes like biscuits and gravy involve biscuits. So, yeah. Bo answers and states, what makes a Southern belle or Southern gentleman? Antebellum manners and a soft, slow draw. Understand this is just my viewpoint. There are, of course, in Southern politeness in the catalog of Texas A&M, but I've seen people that I know were ladies and gentlemen, regardless of the era they lived in. The era, E-R-A. Several of them affected antebellum mannerisms. 19th century manners were a thin veneer of civility tacked over a base coat of hobbism, all against all struggle, driven by greed and selfishness. The well-mannered folk that if we lose our manners, we lose everything that civilization offers. So the polished Southern Belle, a gentleman, exercised monumental self-control. When you want to tell someone that they are full of fecal matter, you say instead, how nice. When a coworker proposes a course of action that runs contrary to precedent, evidence, and logic, we say that they are the bravest person we've ever seen. It doesn't cost Esther to be polite, and people like to be made to feel special. A disarming smile, a pretty lie, and like a matador, the southern gentility pricks and avoids a greater collision. You could sum it up as, be nice to everyone and never let go of your checkbook. Behind the facade of grace is a hardened hickory cane and a practical hand. It isn't widely known, but they must also prefer Dr. Pepper. Anyone could do this, even people from 
Poughkeepsie. Don't bother reading Faulkner. His nobles and often any or anything are often anything but. Look at Will Rogers and avoid using a handheld fan. Now, so what do you all think about that? Do how many of the how many check marks did you get with that list that somebody put up there? Now, James states, where did y'all get this stuff about Southern gentlemen? I'm an authentic Southern gentleman raised that way by lots of Southern women, including mama, grandma, grandmama, aunts, and miscellaneous little old ladies. It's not mama, M-O-M-M-A. It's mama, M-A-M-A, James. So what Southern state is he from? In Georgia's mama, M-A-M-A. That's what we call our mama, and we call our daddy, daddy, like that. When we're talking to... People we don't know, we say our mother, our father. But in the South, we everybody, you say mom and daddy, like that. And we, and also, with the, the, being a Southern belle or a Southern gentleman, I talked about this in the past, you tell your parents, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. No matter how old you get, and you don't curse in front of your parents. I've never cursed in front of my parents, ever in my life, and I'm 48. You don't curse in front of your aunts. You don't curse in front of your uncles. You don't curse in front of anyone that is older than you. You tell people that are strangers that are older than you, male or female, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, like that. Like, for example, I told you all, if I'm, like now, being 48, and I'm going to visit Georgia, and my father is like, my daddy is like, well, listen, they call me listen, okay, well, If he says, Lissa, I answer by saying, not what or huh. You answer by saying, sir, like that. If he asks you if you want something, you say, yes, sir. If he asks you if you, if you, if you don't want it, no, sir. That's how you answer. And the same thing to your mother and your grandparents and anybody that's older or stranger. That's the true makers of a Southern Belle. And the men do the same thing. The men will more likely call you a young lady like that. Now, so I'm an authentic Southern gentleman raised that way by lots of Southern women, including M-O-M-M-A and Grant M-O-M-M-A-S. We call our grandma, grandma, G-R-A-N-D-M-A, grandma. And, but we call our granddaddy, granddaddy. <laughs> like granddaddy, but grandma, grandma. Okay, so like that. So aunts and miscellaneous little old ladies, Southern women are, are a force of nature against which little boys have no chance at all. I might be all messed up, messed up in the head, but I do know that of which I speak. First, if you want to understand Southern Bells, watch Streetcar Named Desire. Blanche is what happens when you take a bell out of her natural habitat. They're really a simple-minded lot, though somewhat delusional like Blanche. Southern gentlemen are much more complicated. <laughs> Southern gentlemen are raised by their mamas, grandmamas, aunts, sisters, miscellaneous, little old ladies to be sweet and by their fathers to be gentlemen. They're also raised by their daddies to be tough and stoic. Yeah, because if, if a girl, for example, if, 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 the, if the guys are outside and the sister or the girlfriend or anybody is going into the house and she's carrying something and the father is outside that those boys belong to, the dad is going to be like, boy, instead of standing there looking, open the door. Like that. 
Now, now, they are also raised by their daddies to be tough and stoic. If you're not sweet, mama will whip your butt with a switch. So he knows, he, yeah, if you don't know what a switch is, you're not Southern. If you don't know what a switch is, you're not Southern. Now, it doesn't mean if you've gotten the switch or not, it, but if you, you know what a switch is, like that. Now, and if you're not tough and stoic, daddy will whip your butt with this belt. My daddy used to say, if you don't stop crying, I give you something to cry about. All that butt whipping is why all of us gentlemen are messed up in the head. Our childhood obedience training began with hours of sitting on overstuffed Victorian furniture while women talked nonstop for hours on end. We were told to sit still, sit up straight, and be quiet. For little boys, that's torture, but that's how we learn to sit stoically while bells chatter. Or go out and play in the yard while we sit in the front yard or on the porch and talk. Now, in Streetcar Named Desire, Stanley calls Bell character Reebok, a kind of call that responds and response jazz. Stanley, who was definitely not a gentleman, forcefully tells Stella and Blanche to cut the Reebok, meaning shut the hell up. You're hurting my ears. I know what you mean, Stanley. Now, we also got switched by our mama if we got our clothes or shoes dirty. Have you ever tried to be rough and tumble while keeping your clothes clean? At one point, my solution to keeping clothes clean was to leaving them in the, in the drawer. I wore short pants, no shirt, and no shoes. Perfect solution, right? But my grandma told my mama I was naked, a naked little heathen. Well, grandma, well, grandmas are the mulas of the South. So that was that. The grandmother is the matriarch. Even though my mother raised us, my grandmother, her mother died when I was a little girl. I was, had to be four or five. My father's mother, who did not raise us, she was the matriarch in the family. And my mother had a lot of respect for her. Now, worse yet, our mamas like to dress up like little Lord Fontory in nice clothes and dress shoes, white shirt, sports jacket, and little bow ties. Like to dress us up in that, the, the little boys. They thought we looked adorable. We felt miserable. Frankly, I think dressing little boys up that way is child abuse. We were going to be gentlemen if it killed them and us. It's a pitiful sight, really. People don't realize this, but the South quite, is quite matriarchal. It most definitely is. And the men know their place, holding doors, pulling out chairs, helping you with your jacket, and being respectful, and getting the tab. Now, so it is pitiful, really. People don't realize, but the South and a Southern man would not be surprised that I stated that. People, people don't realize this, but the South is quite matriarchal. Daddy might thunder and act big, but make no mistake, the women run the family. Children belong to their mamas. Basically, men are sperm donors with a wallet. Exactly. Ohio needs nurses now. Xavier University is offsetting the demand by offering individuals with non-nursing bachelor's degrees an accelerated path to the profession. With locations in Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Columbus, our ABSN program enables adult learners like you to earn a respected Bachelor of Science in Nursing in 16 months. So what are you waiting for? There's no better time than now to step up and become a nurse. Search Xavier ABSN to apply. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.